Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Because these are like these are like radio DJ mics. They're like in your face. Disc <laughs> jockey. Yeah, pretty much. Coming at you live at 103.4. You know, I was actually a radio news announcer, and I'm deeply insulted by the manner in which you think this this works or that people want to hear You know, that. I was actually a radio news announcer, and little do you know... This is actually the way it goes. Well, joke's on you, bitch, because that's where I'm starting the podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to this. Oh, yeah! <laughs> well, what do you got? <laughs> joke's on you, bitch. Thanks for listening. Enjoy Nick's dick cheese. <laughs> oh, I okay. didn't like that. Mmm, dick cheese. Uh, mm, let's not go there. Oh, okay. Hobos. Uh, disgusting. Hobos. And Stop! What? I need you to be done with this bit. What bit? Your life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Rob just killed himself. <laughs> Hold on. A little less loud for Nick. There we go. Loud adjustments for Nick. Yeah, loud adjustments. All right. As Rob gets loud. So, uh, podcasting. Podcasting is an art form. All right, we're, we're not doing NPR. Welcome, guys, to episode <laughs> seven. Thanks for joining us, those of you who are here. Is it seven? It's episode seven. I ask you every episode. Yep. Are you sure that's the number? I don't think you know what we do. <laughs> <laughs> this is just my rec room, right? <laughs> I just put a microphone in front of Rob and go, hey, Rob, say some stuff. <laughs> say, no, say words. Words, Rob. ASMR. SMR? Hmm? ASMR. Asimer. Asimer. That's... You're an Asimer. No, I am an Asimer. I just thought you dragons. were insulting me, but no. we were actually D&Ding me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is, uh, is going to be a, a somewhat uh, unique episode uh, for us, and that is, it's not technically based on an article or a written piece, as is usual. Mm. Uh, it's based on a, I almost don't want to call it a stand-up routine, it's, it's, uh, the point of it is telling stories uh, by a comedian that Nick and I are both head over heels in love with named Brian Regan. If you don't know Brian, check him out. He's uh, 100% clean and yet one of the funniest human beings on this planet. May, may I tell a story? Yes. Okay. I've loved Brian Regan since 1999 when his first special came out. Uh, now, there's a story here, okay? Okay. My dad brought his album home. It was on CD. Mm-hmm. Brought his album home uh, from work one day. And he said, hey, I want you to listen to this. Probably the first time I ever actually listened to a stand-up album mm-hmm. straight through, like the full thing. Um, and I fell in love so much. That I did his stand-up routine for my fifth grade <laughs> variety show. No way. I didn't realize that my fifth grade variety show was not a fifth grade variety show. It was a middle school variety show. So me, a fifth grader, did Brian Regan's stand-up bit in front of the entire high school auditorium filled with people from fifth all the way up to eighth grade. Okay. I was terrified. The bits that I did, I did um, the big yellow ones of the sun. Mm. I did cup of dirt. The big yellow yeah. one's the sun. It's a, it's a cup with dirt in it. Put an F on that and let me go home. <laughs> so I did that as a fifth grader. My dad surprised me that year, probably for my birthday, with tickets to see him at uh, uh, at Caroline's. Damn, Skip ruled. He did. Um, so my family went to see him. It was in fifth grade. And we were talking after the show. I was so excited. Uh, I got to meet him. Uh, I got to see him. That my dad asked one of the... I guess, security guards or whatever, um, if we could meet him. And so he's like, yeah, you know what, let me check. So he goes back to check with Brian, and apparently Brian was all about meeting people. This is 1999 or 2000. So this is the beginning of his fame. That was, that was his break, yeah. Yeah, like the very beginning. Um, so Brian invites us back to his dressing room. Him and his wife are there. Um, and we introduce ourselves. I'm starstruck. <laughs> I tell him, or probably my parents told him, because I probably didn't talk much, uh, <laughs> that I did his stand-up routine at my variety show. And he was, you know, he was the nicest guy, signed the playbill and everything like that. Flash forward three or four years later, eighth grade or maybe freshman year of high school. 2002. Somewhere. The world is not as fun. <laughs> it, was, it was probably either 2004, 2005, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
My dad surprises me with more tickets to see him at Caroline's. Woo! He goes, hey, he's back in town. Why don't we go see him again? I was like, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so we go, and my dad and I <clears throat> are both sitting there after the show, and we're like, let's give this another shot. So he goes up to the security guard, hey, is there any chance we can meet Brian? Granted, it's five years later now, four years, five years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, his second special had come out by now, mm-hmm. and he's he's attracting a little bit more fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he still agrees to meet with us. Yeah. And I go, oh, my God, I'm going to get to meet him. He's not going to remember. He's, mm-hmm. he's not going to remember us. Like, are you kidding me? We get in there. And I say, like, yeah, we saw you a couple years ago. Actually, you invited us to uh, your dressing room. I got to meet you and all that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, oh. In my head, I'm like, yeah, you remember. You say that to all the kids. Why wouldn't you say that to the kids? <laughs> and then he goes, you were the kid that did the variety show stand-up bit of mine. Oh, no way. And I almost cried. And you would. It's the little <laughs> things like that, man. Seriously. Like, it was four or five years prior. He had he had gained a a very decent amount of fame by this point. Oh, yeah. And he still remembered me as the kid who did his stand-up routine. That's incredible. From a variety show. Oh, my God. Granted, who knows if you would remember any of this now, but Brian <laughs> Regan, I'm going to tag you on Twitter, so I hope you, you listen to the episode. you got to check in every, like, four or five <laughs> years. You missed, you've missed a couple check-ins. I've missed Nick. about 15 years. Oh, gosh. Uh, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> um, I, I, got a, I, I, bought, I bought my mom tickets uh, to see him a, a couple years ago. Two years ago or so, we saw him at, uh, uh, is it NJ Pack that's in Newark? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw him at NJ Pack a couple years ago, and just as amazing as ever. He's a, mm-hmm. I've seen him three times, and each time his set is just friggin' fantastic. So, you know, let me just move a little bit closer to the mm. microphone. Get in our ears. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's an incredible comedian, and that's such a great story. Uh, I love hearing about, uh, you know, it's, it's things that aren't, they're little slices of someone's day, but they yeah. can mean everything to someone yeah. else. I mean, uh, think about that as a fi- uh, you know a nine, ten year old kid, and then even coming back as a fourteen, fifteen year old kid. Like that's yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that's a memory I will always have. <laughs> it's it's affirming. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we both really, really love Brian. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's, he's an amazing stand up. I wish I had a better story than I saw that special on Comedy Central too, <laughs> <laughs> um, and liked it. <laughs> Yay! Uh, but yeah, there's a show uh, they do uh, on Comedy Central, and you can check it out on YouTube. There's a lot of really cool ones mm-hmm. called This Is Not Happening, and it's stand-up comedians telling 100% true stories that have happened to them, not necessarily bits. You, you know who has one of the best ones, actually? Sal from... Uh, from um... In, in Practical Jokers. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I've actually just watched that one today. Did you? Yeah. yeah His so, story's Fantastic. But to, to recap the uh, what kind of inspired us to do this one is Brian's story is about uh, his struggling years as a stand-up and, and doing everything you have to do for money as a performer, uh, which for him included, uh, well, no, no one our age is going to know this, but there was, used to be a beer company called Stroh's, and Stroh's uh, had a dog mascot. I think Budweiser did, too, at the time. It was weird. People were using dogs to sell beer. Check yeah, out how cool was, this dog is. It was he, a big thing. He drinks beer, and, and girls like him. I'm like, well, yeah, I gotta dog. get me a dog. Are you should implying the dog is getting beer? laid? <laughs> um, yeah, but then they were like, uh, hey, it's the it's the election coming up. We should have Alex the dog run for president. <laughs> and because uh, the dog couldn't, couldn't talk, they hired Brian Regan to be his campaign manager, go around the country delivering the speech, worst job of his life. He had panic attacks and horrible <laughs> nightmares about it. And was booed out of a hockey rink yeah. uh, as the dog circled him on his Zamboni. And I thought, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's got to be one of the most unique stories of a struggling comedian trying to make mm-hmm. ends meet. You know, usually it's just uh, trying to get tickets and headcounts yep. for for a show that night yeah. or something. The beer people will pay me to pitch a dog for president. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an easy kick. <laughs> nope. It was not. Right. Yeah. Ron Howard comes on. It, it was, was not. not. <laughs> uh, and so I thought, well, that's the most degrading shit that I've ever heard happen to a, a comedian. And um, let's see if we can do better. <laughs> so said, Nick, let's try and come up with a movie about a guy who has to do this kind of stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. And for those of you who are wondering, uh, obviously, we're going to link the YouTube art, uh, video in the description of the episode. So if you do want to watch it, please feel free. And seriously, please check out Brian's stand-up. If you don't know him already, he's he's one of the greats. Yeah. I'll also uh, I'll send Nick a, a link to a uh, commercial for Alex the Dog. Yes. That we can put in yeah, we will put that. I actually, I should have watched one before we did this, but I didn't. I didn't actually watch one. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I know. Well, what beer. kind of dog was it? 
I don't know. You look like kind of a mutt to me. Maybe maybe, maybe a maybe a, uh, a a pit bull. Maybe. Oh, okay. I'm picturing the dog pointer, from pointer the artist. Face. Oh I'm no! I'm picturing no. a uh, Jack Russell Terrier for some reason. No, bigger, like okay. a little more, a little more of that. Yeah, cool like, dog. Beer, yeah, beer, cool dog. It's like a bulldog. Yep. He's got those <laughs> shoulders that he walks with his arms out and his elbows yep. out. <laughs> oh, gosh, the things we did for for advertising in the '80s. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is your pitch. Who goes yep. first? I forget. Um, I, I guess I guess you, I'll go. Okay. Yep. Hey, Rob. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, jeez, I'm so unprepared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Usually he is. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to do a movie um, basically uh, in the, the downward spiral, or perhaps upward spiral. I'm not sure. You have to slog through a lot of shit either way. Let's uh, write that down as a possible title, by the way, The Upward okay. Spiral. The Upward? Oh, well, hey, I did it. <laughs> Usually I have to come up with it on the fly. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's one like really bad thing that could happen to a comedian. Uh, who's trying to make it. Um, but I want to do a whole movie of that. I mm-hmm. want to do a whole movie of just the increasingly poor gigs <laughs> of a stand-up comic. Um, so my first thought uh, for that is that's definitely the kind of movie I want to see Judd Apatow direct. Okay. Um, and his his stable of goons uh, who all have stand-up experience and probably can, can bring a lot of improv to that as well. Um, I want to go young for who our comedian would be. In this, so I went with Pete Davidson. Okay. Uh, How young is he? Pete is. He's, like he's in his. I think he's in his early twenties. Yeah. Okay. He's been. He's, I think he's been on awesome. SNL since he was nineteen for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was the youngest member ever, wasn't he? No, I think the youngest was Anthony Michael Hall. Really? Yeah, in the eighties. Oh. Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. <laughs> yes. Hey, we got to bring up sixty-one again. <laughs> yeah. This is the second time. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, I wanted to have. Uh, Leslie Mann uh, be the uh, the representative for the beer company who's who's going around on tour with him and doing the public relations. So, oh wow, oh my god! I thought you said Leslie Nielsen, and I was like, oh, so we're going people who are are dead as well. No, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, oh Nick. Okay, Leslie Mann's a yes. different type of person, very a different female person, person. Yeah, a female person. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Jesus, Leslie Nielsen. Also, Judd Apatow's wife, not Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and in a uh, special role as the head of the beer company who only appears in one scene towards the end it would be Brian Regan. Nice. Be, awesome. He'd be Mr. Stroh's beer. <laughs> I like it. Um, and I thought that would be um, sort of a, a good framework to do a movie about a struggling stand-up because uh, we don't really get to see that a lot. Uh, they tried to do it a little bit with another Judd Apatow movie called Funny People. Yeah. Where Seth Rogen was was trying to get his break and and wound up doing writing for Adam Sandler, but then it just became a, a movie about Adam Sandler mm-hmm. uh, Which we, doing stand up. We have it sort of with Crashing, Pete Holmes' show on HBO. Mm. Uh, that's probably the closest we've ever gotten. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed. Who did you say Leslie Mann is? Uh, I wanted her to be like the public uh, public public relations person gotcha, for okay. the uh, beer company. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, or like you know, sort of the agent. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Awesome. And plot wise, it would yeah. I, I want to do. I want to follow. You know what it's like that you usually don't see in most things. Unlike crashing, you get to you get to see mm-hmm. it a bit, like what what gig work is, yeah. and you know doing open mics and and getting five minutes at a club and doing auditions for those kinds of things. And you know, um, I was also thinking maybe kind of having a subplot of comedians can get a bit backbiting with mm-hmm. each other when there's sense of like maybe he books that gig of of doing a presidential campaign for a dog and everybody's making fun of him. But they also all like wanted it. Yeah, that kind like, of thing. Fuck, he's making yeah. money. <laughs> but I really do want it, like a large section of the movie to just sort of be abusing this person and what kind of work we make them do. Okay, uh, which is my central theme for this. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Nick, what do you got? Oh, all right. Uh, vastly different. Wow, you've got. I think there's like a chart. <laughs> what the hell? I got a pie chart. Oh gosh, there's columns. A, I Why made you have a PowerPoint columns? too. This is a visual podcast, right? Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> okay, so um, I when I first thought of this, I envisioned an early 2000s comedy. Mm-hmm. Remember the movie Out Cold, The Snowboarders Casablanca? No. It had, uh, was it Jeremy London, I think? Uh, A.J. Cook hmm. in, her, in her prime, like right before Final Destination 2. Uh, and a very, yo- very young Zach Galifianakis. Oh. Um, David Koechner was in it. It's it's literally a snowboarder's uh, kind of like stoner film, mm-hmm. but it's the plot of Casablanca. Um, it's I, I can't believe you've never actually seen it. It's, no. it's really funny. 
Um, I've seen Brink. But yeah, so like I, I imagined originally like a very early 2000s, like that or Rat Race where you have fucking Smash Mouth at the end, like a very early 2000s spiky blonde hair and like yeah. piercings. But I kind of wanted to go a little bit away yeah. from that. Um, my director of choice is actually Jim Field Smith, who directed uh, She's Out of My League. Oh. Um, I wanted to, I, I was thinking, and once again, we're bringing up uh, friggin' uh, if you say Jeremy Davis, I'm going to get No, not upset. Jeremy Davis. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm drawing so many blanks today. Friggin' Hiccup. Oh, Jay Baruchel. Jay Uh She's out of my league. Um, I decided to go... I also put here in big letters, Brian Regan writing credit. So we're going to be writing this with him. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, I came up with the idea of kind of just following the story Brian tells. Mm-hmm. So not like through his career trying to make ends meet, grinding and things like that, mm-hmm. but literally... Guy goes on a trip with a dog, and immediately I thought the the pet version of Tommy Boy. Um, <laughs> that's a good idea. So I got a dog in there. I, I was I was imagining a Jack Russell Terrier, so that's what I I wanted to use. It's fine. Um, Nobody remembers. My dogs. comedian of choice is uh, Max Greenfield. Oh, okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, from New Girl, and as well as The Neighborhood, which is fantastic if you haven't watched it. <laughs> and season two premiered tonight. I love um, to see you now. Well, uh, he's in his early 30s, I think. Hmm. All right, it works. Yeah. Um, also, struggling comedians don't have to be young. <laughs> this is also very They true. struggle yes, for yeah. a while. Should, yeah. <laughs> you put that um, out there. I know guys in their 40s. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got Max Greenfield. My PR person, I chose Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, hot damn. Because I kind of want an older version of his character from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> At least that level of energy. Yes, exactly. Um, I chose also a best friend and a girlfriend. For the best friend, I have no idea why. I can't figure out where I where I came up with it. Dev Patel. All right. I want Dev Patel to kind of play an Aziz Ansari in, impression. <laughs> um, and I want him to be the best friend that is also a comedian. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's the comedian that's doing a little bit better. We're um, you know actually making money at stand up. Yeah, and, and not having and not to being gig. a campaign manager for yeah. a dog and a beer commercial. And for the girlfriend, because I am absolutely in love with her right now, I chose Samara Weaving, who oh. is in Ready or Not and The Babysitter on Netflix. She's so hot right now. <laughs> Samara Weaving, so hot. Um, right now. Right now. Um, Takes a different turn when you go that way. I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I just I have this uh, idea of never really having her or Max Greenfield in the same place together. Mm-hmm. But they're always like FaceTiming each other as he's on the road. Oh, and she's just kind of like giving him inspirational thoughts and stuff. Uh, yes, yeah, so the idea right there would be she, you know, obviously the, the comics life is more night-based. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe she works during the day. Yeah, and so maybe she's studying for yeah. school or something so like, like that. So like, you know, they're constantly sort of intersecting <laughs> in and out, but exactly. like never like sort of cohabitating. Yeah, so I, I went with the idea that the kind of the the premise is the struggling comedian trying to make a buck um, but he starts to get really jealous of the dog so he tries to sabotage the dog's career I love it I, uh, I but, have the same idea but he, <laughs> but he ends up making him more successful Yeah. so like the whole moment at the hockey rink uh, with the Zamboni and everything <laughs> <laughs> and again uh, I rec- actually know for this episode I definitely recommend watching the YouTube video first just so you know kind of what we're talking about because we can't do Brian Regan's bit justice by no, just describing no. it. Um, so the idea that that's kind of the end of Act Two, where he tries to sabotage it and it goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. The dog gets more and more famous, and he stops getting any gigs whatsoever. Mm. And it's kind of him coming to terms, but also realizing he's too big for the clubs now. Yeah, but he's <laughs> he's kind of also realizing, fuck, it's just a dog. Like, what is wrong with me? He's so cute. He didn't do anything, and it's kind of him coming to terms with that. <laughs> and I had just the idea of like, from she's out of my league, like the montage moments where it's like. The music playing and Jay Baruchel's kind of like realizing like, oh, God, what did I let get away from me? In his way, he means Alice Eve. In our way, we mean a Jack Russell Terrier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Schadenfreude. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of what I came up with. Uh, I did come up with two titles. Uh, we also came up with one by you saying The Upward Spiral, yep. which I think I like. Uh, but I came up with Down on Your Luck, uh-huh. and I came up with Man's Best Friend. Man's Best Friend. Uh, those are the two titles that I came up with. Let's put this together and make a dog comedy. 
Okay, so first of all, uh, I'm thinking, uh, all right, so Cuba Gooding Jr. and Leslie Mann were our things for P PR people who are kind of running this dog campaign. Yeah. And I'm thinking uh, we can sort of hybridize that in that one of them is the PR person for the beer company, and one of them is... Maybe the manager of the The community? dog handler. The dog handler. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which might be Cuba. Okay, I was thinking Leslie Mann. I don't know why. Half hour. Alex needs a break. Alex needs a break. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I like that Cuba just being like, is it Cuba or Cuba? I think it's Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba. Yeah. Okay. I, I, like, I, I apologize. I, I hear I hear it in my head when they were talking at the Emmys yeah. uh, about the people versus O.J. Simpson, and I remember her, hearing God, someone say Cuba. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I never I never knew. But uh, I, I almost I almost want to have him sort of be the Jerry Maguire esque figure in Ooh. that he's the dog's agent, mm -hmm. and that's where that big energy comes from. So the dog is, is pretty much his character from yeah, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, like he's an absolute prima donna about yeah. what the dog's supposed to get. It's yeah, in the yeah. dog's rider. Yeah, that this is this is supermarket food. He's not eating that food. <laughs> Look at him. He's terribly upset. I don't know if he can do anything. I don't know if he can do anything. But now. the dog's just sitting there like chewing on a bone, like showing no emotion of a being yeah, upset. It's a dog. It wants the food. <laughs> it's not a cat. But Cooper's just Kuba really is, good he's at so ringing. Good this. at his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's just like, no, I'm sorry. It's we an A-list dog. Yeah. You got a C-list committee. You got an A-list dog. I'm sorry. Are those are those store brand pepperonis? <laughs> <laughs> Pepperoni. Oh gosh. Like yeah, that. Oh god. Cuba doesn't get enough comedy work anymore. Yeah, I, I would love to see him just be. This Who was also in Rat Race? Yeah. This hurricane <laughs> uh, uh, force just constantly demanding things for a I dog. Love it. And then like Leslie Show Mann. Me money. Leslie Mann is like the high-powered business pro who always has yeah. like, the Bluetooth in her ear. She's at her desk all the time. Mm -hmm. And she's just like trying to get Max to do all these things. But she she's trying to tell him, like, look, I know it's not that good, but you better fucking do what I tell you to. Like <laughs> <Yes>. it's <laughs> just never really looks directly at him. Yeah. <laughs> she's always on her phone texting or emailing. Mm. <laughs> she's got a Blackberry, so even though no one has those anymore. Yeah. So I'm thinking we can't milk uh I, I need to be the fake campaign manager for uh, a dog presidential run yeah. for an entire film. Right. So I do think we need to sort of do this almost like upward tracking thing throughout Act 1 of different really, really shitty gigs that he does trying to pay the bills while also trying to get stand-up gigs. We can definitely... Like an escalate. That, that's the upward spiral. Yeah, we can definitely do that. For Like I said, though, for me, it was very much like Tommy Boy. Like, he's mm. on a road trip doing these events every single day. Oh, yeah. So each place they go to, there can be a little... Not a subplot, but a little story oh, yeah. that kind of, like, keeps the movie running. Um, but, yeah, like the, the first... The beginning should definitely be him, yeah. like trying to find a gig and maybe at the beginning he's like he's like really excited about it mm -hmm. and maybe he doesn't know he's maybe he thinks he's just doing the beer commercials he doesn't know that he's the quote-unquote oh, campaign yeah. manager of the dog I, yeah i booked you uh i booked you at the ad campaign yeah for, for peabody beer company yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and he's like oh dude that's awesome oh my god i can't yeah, wait you're gonna tour the country uh you're gonna show up in videos it's gonna be great yeah uh then, you're not gonna be the lead though what do you what do you mean? Smash cut. <laughs> and then it's them like combing the dog. <laughs> Say Alex, what do you think about the tax rate? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the dog from the artist. Is he still alive? Uh no, he passed away. Oh, puppy. <laughs> I love puppies. The greatest so the greatest much. dog actor of all time. He was so good. Was great performance. They brought him to the Oscars, didn't they? There was a campaign for him to be nominated. Oh. And I, I remember the the Oscars turned down uh, any notion of that dog being nominated. So they're like, you know, while we admire the uh, the the tricks and the performance that he did for the artist, uh, unfortunately, he's not motivated by his qualities as an actor. He's motivated by sausages. <laughs> and I said, it sounds like you don't know anything about actors. Yeah, right. <laughs> because they're motivated by very particular things, which you can Pretty boil down sausage. to sausages, <laughs> metaphysical or physical. Uh, actors so, are cheap. So. Uh... <clears throat> <coughs> do we go Matt Greenfield? Do we go Pete Davidson? Um, I I, I feel like uh, probably Matt Greenfield, just because Pete is he has a little bit more of an edge to him, where yeah. I don't think he would put up with this shit. Yeah, I I have a feeling this is more. 
He can be family like, friendly. Yeah, this he, film? He, he can definitely be like in the stand up circle. Yeah, Pete, I think as the really acerbic, almost Bill Hicks one. That's like this is all bullshit. Yeah, it's not just you and a microphone. This is fucking bullshit. He's like he's like the guy that always ends up at like the gigs that Max is playing. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the headliner. Yeah, he's the head. Maybe he even plays himself. And he has such a fucking distaste for fame. Yeah, too. he's he's this absolute like Bill Hicks reincarnation. Of yeah, just yeah. Like, but he's a sellout like crazy. <laughs> yeah, like he wants the fame, but he's like, oh, this shit. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. to me. <laughs> Please welcome Pete Davidson. Oh, that's me. Hold on. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's not going to be playing Pete Davidson, but the character will yeah. be named Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not, he's not playing a fictional version of himself. He's just named Pete yeah, Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> he just, we don't want to stretch Dave him. Dave Oh, fuck that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So that's a, that's a really good bent to that then. The only thing is I want to keep Samara weaving because... Yeah, you have a girlfriend. I, I don't know if you saw The Babysitter. Yeah, I okay. did. Uh, it's a decent film. Mick G, you know, you, you know what you get with him. <laughs> but she is fan-fucking-tastic. She is so good in that. And she's so good in Ready or Not. And I can't wait to see her do more stuff. Mm-hmm. Because she's she's got the comedy chops, the serious moments of Ready or Not, and the, like the, the scary, crazy-eyed bitch moments of the <laughs> babysitter. Like, she's so good. And, like, I, I just need her to be in more stuff. She's up and coming and I, yep. I need her to already be there. <laughs> <laughs> let's give her, let's help that upward spiral. <clears throat> Seriously. Uh, okay, yeah. So so far it's so good. Uh, I guess the, the climax would have to be the, the hockey game story. Yeah, I, end of act two, right? Are we going the idea where it's like, that's kind of his downfall, and then Act Three is like, you know, it's raining. He's walking. That's, pro- the that's probably into Act Three. Yeah, just because it's going to be the climax. We don't want to uh, ride the movie for too much longer. Right, 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 right. Probably yeah. another fifteen minutes after that. And then he kind of comes to comes to conclusions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he's he's traveling the country with a dog. Oh, maybe he has certain problems. Of um, he's okay behind. He's he's okay doing stand up, being behind the mic, and doing uh, things with an audience. But like, what's been really holding him back? And maybe what he learns to get over from being horrifically booed by an entire NHL hockey stadium mm-hmm. is um, he has this this fear of the audition process for clubs, mm-hmm. and he never like entirely brings the A game to auditions to get spots in the nightly yeah. rotations. So it's either like he's always having to do open mics, or he's never like on the bill. You know, you know but just the the abuse that's hurled at him by a drunk Minnesota Wild fans <laughs> is just like. Well, it can't get any worse. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's just got this very laissez-faire attitude at his next audition, and he, he does he does book like half an hour at Caroline's. Yeah, I would love I would love if the ending was like maybe he adopts the dog, <laughs> like the dog. Cuba yeah. Gooding Jr. says the dog's retiring. Yeah, and the, like, uh, he adopts him. The uh, unfortunately, the company's been bought out by Beck's in Germany, <laughs> and uh, they're liquidating all our assets. And uh, we have Beck from SNL. Everyone's <laughs> been fired. Everyone, Ryan Regan's been fired. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the dog is. Uh, they cut the dog from the campaign. So and then Cuba is just like, oh, like he never really cared. Maybe yeah. like he's he goes where the money is. So Cuba's just like, all right. All right, fuck this dog. And then he leaves. I, I also, heard there is some hot new uh, West Highland White Terrier talent. <laughs> I'm on that. And he's, you, get- know, you know what? Here's what we're doing with Cuba, because we've been we've been tracking it so far. Cuba is going to be what Tyler Perry was in Gone Girl. Ooh, he's the friggin' the that, Tanner Bolt. Tanner yeah, Bolt? he's the Tanner Bolt. He's the fixer, and he's incredibly charismatic, and he's not in it for a lot. Yeah. But it's just like, yes. Yeah. I like it. Because I want her to just storm into the movie and storm right back out. Yeah. Exactly like Tyler Perry was in that movie. Do we have him doing commercials, or what if we make the dog filming a movie? I think think the notion of having to make live appearances with the dog is, like, just enough where it's, like, that's a good gig for a comic to get. junkets. Like, yeah, the, like, appearances with the dog. It's a lot of live touring and, and, like, radio and television appearances. But I don't think a movie because that's too big. Yeah, and it would also kind of be stationary. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, no, I I like that, too, because... I want to do the parts where he's in the supermarket and like Cuba yeah, takes can, the dog to the bathroom. Yeah, we, we can really just rub the humiliation of it in his face. But I would. Uh, I, Excuse I think me, son. Really... Where's the tuna? Oh no, I'm here talking about uh, the presidential <laughs> Alex. Alex the dog. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. There's there's no dog there. Alex the dog. Um... <laughs> dry your, heaving. He does your goddamn dry heaving. Um, I like the idea that he's maybe the stand up. Uh, the material that he actually does throughout the movie is Brian Regan's. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. 
Like he's doing his material. But he does it the Pete Holmes way in Crashing, where it's like Pete does his own material in that, Mm -hmm. but he does it without his bravado and inflection, so it doesn't sound good, so that's why people don't like him. Hasn't honed the craft. Yeah, because you think about it and you're like, wait, but this is his material. How come people don't like it? And you're like, oh, it's because of the way he's saying it. Yeah, I can get behind a microphone and do John Mulaney. It's not going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, Crashing. I thought you were going to say rest in peace, John Mulaney. I almost just shit myself. No, oh, God. <laughs> we would not be doing this. No, we would be if crying. If John Mulaney had died within this year, oh, I would God. cancel this podcast. Forever. I don't have the joy in my life. Crashing went, what, three seasons? Yeah, I think it was three. Whatever ended up happening with... Uh... Jesus Christ, I'm blanking on everybody's name today. Is it Artie Lang? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Artie is. Uh, Artie just got out of his sober program. And okay. He's, he's doing work. He's, he's picking up trash and stuff right now. All right. Just posted an Instagram. He looks good. He lost a lot of weight actually. The nose. I mean, the nose isn't gonna it's, get. It doesn't get. It doesn't get better. No, he's lost the cartilage in his nose. He's just got a deflated nose. It's not as bad as it was when his face was hugely puffy yeah. from the coke and the booze. Uh, yeah, he, he looks. He's like somewhere between my weight and your weight right yeah. now. Yeah. So looks good. Good, good on you, man. Keep, He's clean. keep up the sober life. Yeah, and he just he just jumped back on social media. So yeah. good you're on a Jersey you. boy. We 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 got your back. Um, so <sighs> yeah, we use we use the Zamboni incident as the the final. I, I like the idea of actually watching the hockey fight too. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the two. Maybe we use I don't know real hockey players or whatever. Yeah, um, it's it's such a great part. If you didn't if you didn't watch the Brian uh, Regan bit uh, before coming into this, it's. The absolute climax of the story is that they are going to be at halftime at a NHL hockey game. Uh, the dog's going to be riding a Zamboni around the arena while Brian Regan has to do a presidential stump speech for this dog that's fake running for president. And they, a fight had just happened. There's still blood on the ice. People are enjoying the fact that there's a dog there, but the announcers do not intro this as the dog is running for president, so he's <laughs> delivering a campaign speech, and no one knows what's happening. <laughs> and the worst booing that has ever happened to a human being is just pouring down on him. And I cannot overstate how funny it is to hear Brian Regan go, Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we need to make that moment so huge. Like, multiple pans of the audience yeah. just, just full-on booing. Physically buffeting. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing things onto the ice. Maybe they're throwing hot dogs, and the dog gets out of the zamboni and runs to eat the hot dogs. Yeah, be like that. <laughs> and you just—you're not wearing skates. You just got to walk just, off. The you ice. don't want to fall and slip. Walk and the funniest part is Brian Regan's from Miami, so he's like, "I've never seen ice. I don't know what to do." <laughs> oh God. Uh, the other great part of that story is that the beer company did, in fact, file for bankruptcy right after. That. Yeah. So, uh, so we do definitely Brian have to Regan, keep that. If you like Strauss beer, yeah, that bit in that's that Strauss beer is uh, or yeah, Peabody. We'll up, I like Peabody. Peabody beer. Yeah, you came it up with Peabody. It just sounds good. Like it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a real beer. It sounds wholesome and American, but also like old enough of a beer company where they're desperately yeah. doing this shit. But it's one of those fucking beer companies that have the really tiny little bottles. Mm-hmm. They're like they're fat. And they have like a tiny spout. <laughs> and the, the, like the can design hasn't changed. Yeah. It's not a good look. And it's like a copper glass, yeah. like Budweiser. <laughs> so it's not like the greatest gig because it's just sort of a dying beer company. Yeah. Almost like, I don't want to drink old Milwaukee <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. Iron City beer. Like you go to a bar and they like, you ask for it and they're like, we don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, our generation is so snobby about beer. <laughs> yeah. Like our parents could walk into like a bar in the 70s it's... and 80s and be like, yeah, just uh, give me two beers. Yeah. And they just get two beers. Yeah, you see that in movies all the matter. time. Like, hey, I'll take a beer. Yeah, just happen. What does that mean? Right, yeah, because the bar would just have, like, Bud or Coors or (laughs) something on tap, and then, like, liquor. Yeah. It's like you either get beer or you get wine. I don't know. (laughs) What do you want? Well, can I have red wine? We just have wine, man. I don't know what you're getting all up in the tizzy about. What are your beer selections? (laughs) We got beer and uh, light beer. (laughs) Well, do you? what kind of IPAs do you have? And does it pair well with one of your burgers? Get out of my bar. <laughs> we don't even fucking have burgers. <laughs> it's a neighborhood Irish bar in the 70s. Get out of here. We'll kill you. I will throw a potato in your face. The cops will draw a chalk outline around your body, and this will be out of the papers by tomorrow. We'll let them do it before we yeah. kill you. <laughs> There's a heat wave and a son of Sam. Nobody gives a shit about you, Bryce. <laughs> He's still got the two polos on with the popped collar. Because he's traveling hipster. Because he's seen a John Hughes movie. (laughs) (laughs) Single, single side pop collar. It's Anthony Michael Hall. That's who it is. All right. He's Anthony Michael Hall in uh, Edward Scissorhands. So we've got the arc of the character. 
Uh, we've pretty much nailed down the cast. Do, do we like the idea that he's like he wants to sabotage the dog's career? Like towards the end, he's trying to find ways to be like, I'm the star of the show. I think that can recur throughout Act Two. Yeah. But it just never works because yeah. no one cares. There's a dog here. Yeah. There's a dog here. People are going to pay attention to yeah. that dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't make the dog look bad. It doesn't have an ego. He doesn't understand this for the entire second act. You can't bruise a dog's ego. He's trying to bruise the dog's ego. He's trying to, he's, he's like, trying to upstage a dog, and the dog doesn't care. It's here for sausage. But it's still Max Greenfield. So even when he's doing it, you're kind of like, oh, he's nice. He's so he's desperate. Nice. <laughs> the poor baby. The poor little baby. <laughs> He just so badly wants to fucking one-up this dog, mm -hmm. and he can't, because it's a fucking dog. So, uh, I do, I have some ideas written down for terrible gigs that he has to do. Ooh, hit me. Before uh, booking the, the big break. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I want the movie to start with him uh, sitting around uh, at, probably not Caroline's, but one of the clubs, maybe Gotham, uh... With his buddies, and you're like, yeah, I, I booked a, a private gig actually. I bought like a like private gig. It's, it's a cool. It's, it's yeah. going to be very crowded. It's going to be a good event. And he's kind of like he's trying to be positive about it. And they're like, oh, that's great. Corporate gigs are good. He goes, yeah, yeah, corporate corporate gig. And he's 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 doing stand up at a bar mitzvah on, <laughs> on Long Island. Like you could you could do the uh, the Mike Birbiglia piece where he's doing a stand up for like a fucking walkathon for like cancer or something. Yeah. And he's just in a gymnasium as people are walking around him trying mm. to like, he, what, what's his bitty? He says something along the lines of like, he's like an oscillating fan of comedy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's that kind of vibe, but like it's a, it's a, it's a very ritzy, a bar mitzvah on Long Island. Yeah. And like, during the stand-up, like, they're almost, like, thinking he's going to be, like, a clown. So they're just like, you can just come and tell your jokes and people will listen the party. And we're not going to stop the party, though. So, like, you know, they're giving yeah. the kid a car during this. <laughs> and, like, the cake is being cut. And yes. he's just performing to this constantly, like, and, like, then there's an actual clown tying balloons. And he's like, I feel like we've been double booked. And, there's and the clown is killing. I was just going to say, there's kids surrounding the clown, yeah. like, watching like, It's this. a bar mitzvah, too. They're, like, 13 years old, and they're still fucking into the clown because the clown is great. What I want to get Bill Irwin. What if all, <laughs> what if all his material is really fucking adult, and he doesn't realize it's a bar mitzvah at first? So as he gets there, he's like, I got to tone this shit down. I think, I think he would know. <laughs> That he was booked for a bar. I Sus hope he would know. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just the notion of like stand up. Stand up doesn't happen in a vacuum. There's <laughs> odd, like yeah. I don't want to say audience participation because definitely don't Please, talk. Yeah, anyone who does that, yeah. you're, you're you're not, not there. part of the show. You're not it. You're not part of the show. <laughs> also, I I, I, I think... have to say this because I've seen it too many times. If you are in a bachelorette party, don't go to a stand up club. Yeah, don't go. Don't think about going. He's not going to tell jokes about you. Yeah. This is not what this is. Unless you go to an insult comic. Please then just go get shot. All the more to you. Please I, just I'm, go to a strip club. I'm pretty sure both of us have done stand-up. Yeah. So we we know. we Not nearly as much as the actual comedians in the world. But yeah, you, audience participation is not a thing. Yeah, I've never had to perform for a bachelorette party, but I have <laughs> been in clubs when, like, oh, fuck, she's wearing a sash oh, and a tiara. God. And, like, they are always like, woo! Like, and uh, Stop. This yeah. is not what I mean by participate. I mean, you have to give energy to the comedian. Yep, you have to it. engage with the joke. <laughs> uh, and that what can't if he happen has at that moment? Yeah. What if he has that moment where it's a, it was a bachelor? Oh, party. he pisses off. And he, yeah. He pisses off Sydney Scheinberg. Yeah. Who? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's pulled. just a Jewish name. I think, I think that might be Spielberg's co-producer on Jaws, actually. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> but yeah, like, oh. Well, the Jewish market is closed. <laughs> well, I shouldn't, have, right, I I shouldn't have lectured this crowd angrily. Long Island is out. <laughs> about how to, how to be part of a stand-up show. Yeah. You got little kids sitting there like, why aren't you juggling? <laughs> Just the party's happening. People are enjoying their tilapia. <laughs> like Gifts are being <laughs> given to the kid. And it's just like, go ahead, go ahead, dude. People will just, if you're good, people will listen. Oh, He's trying to do some crowd work. It's like, hey, where's all the pork? And everyone just looks at him. <laughs> There's this constant, like, you know, just sort of background murmuring because the party that is happening in the They tent. make him wear uh, a yarmulke. Oh, gosh. He's got a yarmulke oh, on. Kid. <laughs> so that was my, that was my, it's basically top of the movie. Just like, well, this 
this isn't going to go well. I like that. And I want Samara Weaving to be there for the bar mitzvah mm-hmm. because she's just this white blonde chick. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like, she's oh, not going to get come, asked. I'll come support you to this at this gig. And he's like, oh, no, honey, you don't yeah. you don't have to. Like, I can I can do. This. And she, she's no, great. To she's, be there. she's laughing. She's yeah. trying to get other people to laugh. <laughs> she's like standing there with a nice little, little Turning plate on the charm. of, uh, of yeah. appetizers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's just, oh, God, I, I'm actually I'm physically cringing. Uh, what else do I got here? So we start with the bar mitzvah. Um, I was thinking also uh, a uh, policeman's ball, which is just not a good idea. Also, if you've got yeah. sort of blue humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like maybe he's got, you know, he's just got like some sort of hippie-ish jokes as well. And it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is an authority crowd and that's not going well. Escalating uh, to he's in a contest at Six Flags. <laughs> like it, it, he he thought it was going to be a comedy thing, but it's just a talent contest. So like he's following a baton twirler. <laughs> like all these different things that happen. Do you have, do you have any ideas? What if he goes into like a fucking uh, convention mm-hmm. and he finds himself like he's he thinks he's gonna he's gonna do a bit of stand up, but he's like in a cosplay contest mm. or something like that, or or when he goes to Six Flags, it's like uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh. Or uh, Fright Fest. Just Fright do Fest. some spooky jokes. <laughs> what is a spooky joke? I don't know. <laughs> We got to him backstage as like zombies are getting undressed, and he's just, <laughs> just screaming into a towel. Uh, and my my last one that I want to have happen before he does book the I'm the campaign manager for the dog gig, yeah, um, is that he thinks he gets a real corporate gig, and it looks like it's going to be a real corporate gig, which are always easy and well paying, but it's actually a meeting for a pyramid scheme, <laughs> and like they want him to also pitch, yeah. This thing that's happening, I'm thinking, it's like, you get your own website, and you can sell the products, and we got sodas and t-shirts, <laughs> and you can buy the stuff from the website, and you're buying it from yourself, so you're saving, and then you, your friends can buy from you it, just put get, it on like, your four Facebook. friends who can yeah. help out, and like when they give you their money, you just put that yeah. towards more products. Because he's like at the ballroom of, a, of a Airport Hilton, and he's like, oh, okay, it's like a corporate convention gig, yeah. I'll just tell some jokes, it'll be good, the business people will like it, and he's looking around, and it's clearly like... Yeah, he brought those people. He brought those people. Yeah. You can tell by like the differences in the dress. It's just like and then like yeah, this... and people are starting to look uncomfortable. He's like, Oh, I'm at a pyramid scheme meeting, I'm at a pyramid yeah. scheme meeting. And they're like get, trying to give him like note cards with like things they want him to say, like jokes yeah. about about their company. Maybe he he brings a friend to that one for moral support. The friend actually ends up getting involved in the pyramid scheme. Yo, man, I was backing you up. I went in for like three thousand dollars. God damn it, Paul. Why did you do that? I <laughs> I'm here for you, man. I, I got you, man. Look, I got you. He said if I put in three thousand by next month, I'll make nine. <laughs> okay, so that is definitely going to be. That's the lead up. That's the. No, lead I want to. I want to think about that. Who that friend in his stand up oh, circle oh, oh. is? Uh, we could use Dev Patel. <laughs> that could be Dev Patel. <laughs> we could use Dev Patel. He's just oh, God. a friend. And he gets in early enough where he is actually making money. Yeah, he ends up making money on this pyramid scheme. I made through, enough money on the pyramid scheme through, where I can just I can just do uh, clubs. Throughout the movie, he just checks in with him. Like, Max, Max's character checks in with him every once in a while. <laughs> and he realizes he's making a shit ton of cash. Yeah, it's great. I like Because I'm at the top, so I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And like, so I can just gig all yeah, day, man. I I'm gig all the time. Like, yeah, it's great. I sleep all day. It's great. <laughs> Max is up at six. And that affords him the comfort to just be able to, almost like a trust fund kid yeah. getting into comedy. Like, he's, he could just gig enough where he gets in. He's on the phone with him at that time, and he's like, I just sleep all day, dude. And Max is on the phone with him. It's 6 a.m., and he's walking the dog. I got 64 <laughs> like people of, working underneath me. Outside of a motel, he's just walking the dog. <laughs> and uh, Dev Patel's, like, sort of uh, comedy name uh, becomes, like, Pharaoh. <laughs> and like only Max knows what that means or Matt knows what that means yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it I love it and, so that's, and that that pyramid scheme gig is just the last straw and he's gonna quit and then he you know auditions and he, he books an ad campaign but it is to manage to the dog manage a dog yeah. And that's that's where the movie begins. Yeah, true. so all that stuff happens like in like half the first an hour twenty minutes, <laughs> thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just had this idea of like Samara Weaving kind of being like a bitch at the bar mitzvah. Like kids are watching and like, what is he doing? And she's like, he's fucking telling jokes. Why don't you walk over there now? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got to be like really competent. Like she gets a straw and like goes up to the. Uh, what do you call it? Like the corkboard where people are putting pictures yeah, yeah, of yeah. the bar mitzvah yeah, boy. The kid. <laughs> and she takes a few of like the stick pins and she puts them in the straw and she's just <laughs> and like popping balloons like with a blowgun basically. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's a really good and supportive girlfriend. And she's like, I'm going to make sure no one is not looking at this college. <laughs> Indiana Jones blow darts. She feeds the, there's like a fucking pony or something and she feeds it beer. <laughs> she goes to like great grandma's wheelchair and just sort of spins her around towards the stage. Hi, how are you doing? Gives you a little kiss on the cheek but surreptitiously just rotating the wheelchair towards the stage. I was watching my grandson. everybody's just fawning over, over great grandma. <laughs> I was watching my grandson. No, he's going to be up there in a minute. Why don't you watch yeah. up there? Because <laughs> it's just, you know, you, you, again, you, I really don't get to see a lot of movies that are like, what I either have experienced or what my friends have experienced uh, in the shitty, shitty attempts you have you have to go through. Oh yeah, uh, to to make a living in the business. And yeah, the things you got to do regardless. It's fucking rough, and it's yeah. the most terrifying thing I've ever yeah. done. And I love and respect everyone I know who goes through it on a daily basis, and and even manages to juggle a day job on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd really like to see that represented, but also just dialed up. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have to have a fight with the dog. <laughs> There's got to be a fight with the dog. He tries. Yeah. Koopa's going to whoop that ass. <laughs> like, don't touch the money machine. But the dog, is he's a fucking dog, so yeah. he's just always so, like, Alex Max is, a great is like, dog. Max is like, I fucking hate you, and he, like, kicks a tennis ball, and the dog just goes to fetch it, and he's like, yay, we're playing. <laughs> what, you're making this so hard. <laughs> you're making it so hard to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> just scratching his ears he gives and him, fucking sobbing. He gives him scritchies. <laughs> just sobbing. <laughs> I don't know. He represents everything I hate. Just oh, look at you. Are you smiling? <laughs> the dog's they go out, smiling. They ah. go out to eat and they get the dog a steak, but he has to get like a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Order, for, order from the appetizer menu, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it's out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, then how is he paying for it? He makes money, dude. What do you want? Your per diem is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> they make Max be the one that drives them and the dog. But the thing is, like, the dog's never bad. Like, he never, like, shits in his car or anything like that. It's just a good dog. It's a, it's and he's, dog, yeah. he's trying to justify wanting to hate this dog. Can't do it. Yeah. No ego. The question is, does he, maybe he hates pets, or do you think he loves them, and he's having a harder time I'm going to say neutral, just yeah. because, like, we want there to be no reason for him to feel either way, but yeah, he yeah, does, yeah. for a while, just veer headlong at his fucking dogs. <laughs> it's the reason I haven't made it. Like it's They're just, driving down the highway. Hotel rooms, yeah. sweaty nightmares. Just fucking and, motels, and they're driving down the highway. He keeps looking in the rearview mirror. The dog's sleeping. None of the gigs go well, and, and Leslie Mann is always blaming him, and he's like, but it's not good. Material. Material's a, fine. The material is a dog. Yeah. The material's a dog. It'll sell itself. We need you to do better. No one understands. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. We don't understand because you're not doing what we're asking. Yeah. <laughs> Again, she's not making eye contact with him. <laughs> oh, I so like this good. movie. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> this feels like something we could do with like HBO. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I just love the idea of Kuba kind of just being along for the ride. Mm-hmm. But he's also kind of like the Felix to Max's Oscar. <laughs> Like a little bit, like with the dog. Like he is kind of the odd couple, but with a dog. <laughs> I don't think we want to overuse Kuba. No, 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 no. It's more about the dog. <laughs> Kuba's a precision tactical strike of comedy. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he has to be there because oh, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. one watching over mm-hmm. the dog. Mm-hmm. But Max is like, he, he's got a little timer. He makes, yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes to what? Well, he's got to go tinkle. <laughs> He's got to go tinkle. He's got to get his massage. He's got to eat. <laughs> he gets a massage. Why can't I get a massage? Go get a massage. With what money? That's not my problem. You know why you can't get a massage? <laughs> why? I thought your name was Paul. <laughs> what? I don't get it. His name's not Paul. He's oh. just saying, like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, title choice. Uh, I mean, Upward Spiral just seems to have manifested itself. I think it did, yeah. yeah. I, I like Down on Your Luck, but I like the Upward Spiral because I kind of really... Down on Your Luck feels effect. like a Bob Holt movie. Well, I, I, the, <laughs> the title pretty much came straight from She's Out of My League. I like, see. it's kind of the similar style, uh, similar premise. Mm-hmm. What, what director are we going with? Are we going with Avatar? Uh, who, who, going who was yours? Jim Field Smith, who directed She's Out of My League. Oh, shit. What's he been up to since? I don't know. I looked at his IMDb. I didn't see a crazy amount of things I recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also looking at the director of Goon with Sean William Scott. Interesting. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because that, that's a really, really surprisingly good movie. It's, yeah, it's also weird. It came out like right also at the same time, or not long after, as Kevin Smith was going to do a hockey yeah. project called Hit Somebody. Yeah, yeah. That was also going to star Sean Williams. What Scott? was Yoga Hosers about? 
Yoga Hosts is about two uh, girls who work at a, a, a corner market who do yoga and have to prevent the end of the world. Oh, from, I should uh, see that one. Frozen Canadian Nazis. That sounds about right. Um, and if you thought Canadian Nazis sounds weird, like, no, there was like a Canadian Fuhrer. There was this guy who was, I forget what his name was, who was like organizing marches and stuff. Huh. And then they were just like, well, this has gone on long enough. Time for him to go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I said we go with Upward Spiral. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say I would, pr- I would probably push for Judd as the director of this, just because okay. uh, he uh, he has stand up experience and he I, has that he has all those connections. I like the idea of using Judd with none of his gang, <laughs> except his wife. <laughs> yeah, hey, Leslie. Yeah, but like we don't, we don't have Seth, we don't have Jonah, we don't have Jay. Well, ri- uh, like my Jason. original thought for this was to have Paul Rudd be the lead. Uh, and then I was like, ah, Paul's 50. I don't know. Like, it feels like just I mean, little... he looks 25. Yeah, but... <laughs> again, like, yeah, you, you can never accurately guess when a picture of Paul Rudd is taken. But I'm like, ah, then it just feels like it had like a layer of sadness that it's harder to get through to it also, enjoying the abuse. It also feels like it could be a little too close to role models with his character. Like his oh, character might yeah. be a little too Minotaur. similar. <laughs> Taste the beast. By the way, if you don't know, uh, Rob and I's favorite film is Role Models, and we want to do an, uh, a live reading of it one day. We can actually do the entire film probably yeah, off book at this ourself. point. Like I think with a day of rehearsal, I'm we can do the train mo- on these chicken fingers. We can do. <laughs> 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 and venti means twenty. So congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. <laughs> it's called venti because ounces, twenty ounces. Ugh. Is that true? Plot twist of the year. <laughs> so so on Paul Rudd's side. Well, if it isn't Mister Bullshit and Doctor, I'm full of shit. In what way are we full of shit? Which one of us has the PhD? All right, we're gonna just. Wait, we're not gonna do. We're, a role yeah, model. we're gonna do the whole movie of role models here. It's very hard not to do the whole movie. <laughs> Once you get started, you just can't whole songs stop. about Paul, uh, Paul Stanley's dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's his love gun. Uh, I didn't yeah. know Jews can get women. No, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> not until these guys. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that feels that feels like we got. We I think got we got a together. pretty decent movie. Yeah. Um, if Samara Weaving is listening to this, please make more films. Uh, forever and always. I'm sure, sure, she's working on it. I know. I just really want to see her in more stuff. <laughs> Ready or Not was really good, and it The was. Babysitter was really good, too. <laughs> I really love her. Babysitter was fun. Yeah, I'm getting a little eighth grade right now. He's rocking back and forth. <laughs> it's like watching Robin Williams try not to use his hands. <laughs> He's holding himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in a straitjacket. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got our cast, we got our director, we got our title, we got our film. All right. Everybody, I've been Nick. And I've been Rob. This is What Do You Got? If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook at WDYG Podcast. Uh, that's Facebook.com slash. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Twi- ah. What Do You Got? Uh, we are on Podbean, where we host. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Pocket Cast. Um, listen to us. What download us. On? I don't know. Uh, Google. I still got to get us on Google. Google Damn Play. it, Nick. <laughs> um, listen to us. Download us. Rate us. Review us. Comment. Share. Love. Share. Just share love. Share love. Have a sell drugs. Sell. <laughs> suck a dick and do drugs. Eat that. Suck a dick. But by the end of it, you have your own small business. <laughs> and that's what we got. <laughs> What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 